morning. Um, let's thank God for another year. Amen. Because somebody, let, let's thank God for another year. There we go. There we go. Because somebody, somebody's in the bed this morning, not by choice, you know, and, 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 and somebody has another situation or, or two going on, but we made it to 2020, um, and, and we're excited about that. So happy new year. Happy first Sunday. I think God has a word for you, and I'm anxious to share it. I'm, I'm Pastor Marshall. Welcome to Reignite Church. If you're new here for the first time, I want to say love is, a, is our philosophy. Love is the way we serve. And so we're, we're thankful to be able to love on you today through worship, through word. Um, so today we start our brand new vision series, and the baby is excited over there. We start our brand new vision series. It's called 2020 Vision. 2020 Vision. Man, and today's title is called Seeing as Jesus Sees. Seeing as Jesus Sees. 2020 vision, church family, comes from the world of optometry. It's, it's, the, it's a term used to express normal vision acuity. In, in other words, it's, the, it's the, the clarity and sharpness of a vision measured from a distance. That's what 2020 vision is, right? And so in vision, we have to understand vision is important. Vision is important because how we see is just as important as who we see. Now, we say we see Jesus and we see Jesus in everything. We see God in everything that's going on in our lives as Christians, as believers. But how we see is important as who we see. Jesus is leading us. He's our Lord and Savior. But how we see things might not always be through the eyes of Jesus. 2020 vision, you guys. Follow me. Follow me. 2020 vision. With that said, our next four weeks, what we're going to do for 2020, the next four weeks, we're going to talk about vision and goal setting as we start off the year. Vision and goal setting. So that scripture, through scripture, we feel as though after the end of these four weeks that things will be different this year. So I'm going to use scripture to help us with the foundation of this. Um, So each week we're going to start in Matthew Matthew chapter 9, and from Matthew chapter 9, we're going we're gonna to read each and every week from Matthew 9, 35 through 38, and we're going to lift out something for that portion of the, of the day, all right? And, and then we're going to build on it and expound on it each and every week that we are encouraged and we see our support and vision that comes from what God has for us this week. I don't know about any catchy cliches. Um, I don't usually ask God for any catchy cliches like this is the year you'll have no fear and, and all that crazy stuff like that. And I, I don't I don't knock those who come up with those things. But I ask God to give me a word. Give me a real word for your people. What do you have for me, Lord, first? What do you have for me first that I can share for the people, for the house? And I believe God gave me a word. And the word was for 2020. We're in this together. So you'll see me, you'll hear me and see me say stuff throughout the year that we can grab onto that, that, that puts us in the same boat. We're in this together. In our families, uh, your family is my concern. My family should be your concern. We're in this together. How you serve here, we're in this together. Your concern is my concern, and my concern should be your concern. So if we're not stuck up, if you're saved and not stuck up, would you turn to someone next to you? And say, we're in this together. 
Oh, you didn't say it with conviction. Would you tell them again, we're in this together. Mama, we're in this together. Amen. 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 Oh, my gosh. So when we find Jesus this morning, church, when we find Jesus this morning, he's helping people, but he's ridiculously and he is unfairly criticized for the work he's doing in Matthew chapter 9. He's, some, some people had brought uh, a lame, uh, a paralyzed man to Jesus. And it says that Jesus, when he saw their faith, he spoke to it. But people, the Pharisees, the leaders of the day, they were criticizing Jesus, right? And, and, and there's another time where, where Jesus is walking about and he sees Matthew. We're talking about vision. He sees Matthew. Now, tax collectors were the despised people because they were known as cheats back in the day. But when Jesus saw Matthew, he said, hey, dude, come follow me. It's like finding somebody uh, uh, breaking into a house and he catches them in the window. <laughs> they weren't the people that you would want following you. But when Jesus sees Matthew, he says, hey, come follow me. And, 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 and on and on throughout chapter 9, we see Jesus seeing things, and he's speaking to it. And then we find ourselves where we're going to start off here in a minute. Jesus is helping people, but he's criticized. But church, that didn't stop him from continuing the work. You know, you can tell a lot about a person. This is for free. You can tell a lot about a person about what it takes to stop you. What, it, what does it take? You know, you say, Lord, Lord, I love you. 2020 is going to be my best. I'm going to be greater in 2020. But you won't come to church all the time. I'm going to be better. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to help my family. I'm going to see at least one person in my family saved from, by my witness. And yet you're not praying for it consistently. You can tell a lot about a person by what it takes to stop you. And there's a quote that says, if you're always trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you can be. Jesus was anything but normal. Matthew presents Jesus to us as the deliverer. He's your de- is he your deliverer? Has, is Jesus as anybody deliverer this morning? Yes. He presents Jesus as a deliverer who teaches, who preaches, who heals, and, he, and yet he does it with the expectation that, that, that we will get what we need, that he will arouse our faith. He was anything but normal. In other words, why? Why? Things are in question in some's mind and unclear in some's mind. Jesus has 20-20 vision. He always sees with clarity from a distance what we need. I'm going to break that down for you in a second. So after helping people with much, with much criticism, we pick up in Matthew 9.35. It'll be on the screen. Matthew 9, 35, it says, Jesus traveled through. He's already healed. He's already preached. He's already spoke. He's already called. And people are criticizing. Why is he doing it like this? Why is this happening? Why didn't he pick me? And then 35, it says that Jesus traveled. He's continued to travel. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues. He's in the church. He's preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom. But he's, he's not just doing it in the church. 
And he healed every kind of disease and illness. How many of us want him to heal some diseases and some illness and things, some things? In verse 36, it says, and when he saw the crowds, that's, where, that's for us today. That's the portion that we're going to rest on. And when he saw the crowds, when he saw with 2020 vision, and when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. In other words, some things had stopped them. They were sheep, like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord. Pray to God, his father. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, who is in charge of everything. And ask him to send more workers into his fields. And again, when it comes to vision, how we see is just as important as who we see. <laughs> Matthew wants us to notice that Jesus saw the crowds. And when he saw the crowds, he saw the needs of people. The first thing that 2020 vision shows us, the first thing, 2020 vision recognizes that people are the mission outside the church. People are the mission outside the church. Sometimes we forget that, church. Sometimes we forget that. Because we're saved and we're sanctified and we got our own plans and agendas and we forget when we're at work, when we're at Walmart, when we're talking to a family member and we're not, we should have the patience, that we, but we, yet we don't. We forget that people outside the church are supposed to be how they are. They're supposed to be judgmental. They're supposed to be um, people that you'd rather not be around. But they are the mission. 2020 vision shows us that outside the church, people are the mission. And we have to see with 20-20 vision their hearts. Do you know the distance between the head and the heart is only 18 inches? God knows a heart. When he sees us, he don't see you and your situation. He sees your heart. That's for free. But we must be sensitive to give people the good news. It says that Jesus traveled around. He's giving the good news. He's preaching. He's teaching. He's healing diseases, all kinds of diseases and illnesses. He's giving people what they need. You know, sometimes people don't know what they need until you share it. 2020 vision is just, is just as much about insight as it is about eyesight. Oh, y'all get that when you get home. As, as followers of Christ, our eyesight should give us insight to the needs around us. How many of you have some needs going on? See, I know some of you better than I know others. And I know some that's listening online that aren't here today. And I, and I have insight into what's going on and insight into why they're not here. Insight into why they, 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 they do what they do and say what they say and what post what they post. I have insight that I rely on more than my eyesight. And so I know how to pray and I know how to handle I don't want to mishandle anybody, so I, I have to make sure outside the church and inside the church that I have insight that I use primarily than my eyesight. Because you can look like you're okay. Yeah. You can look like you're okay. You can look like you have it all together and not still be okay. Man. What does lost look like, church? What does lost look like? When you're, when you're far away from God, what does lost look like? 
Does it look like someone's sick and coughing? And what, what does loss look like? We need 2020 vision to see what loss looks like. We need insight that rules our eyesight. Uh, six years ago, six years ago, I had my eyes checked. And I found, you know, as you get older, when you start hitting your 40s, you know, <laughs> things just start happening. Um, so about six years ago, I had my eyes checked. And for the first time, I was told I needed glasses. But my physician said, your vision isn't that bad. It's just that you have a problem, Marshall, seeing from a distance. What did I tell you the distance is between the head and the heart? 18 inches. You're a good class. You're a good class. So the doctor said, your vision isn't that bad, Marshall. You just have a problem seeing from a distance. Personally, I had already known something was wrong. Because as I would wash dishes, I have one of those great rooms where the living room uh, just blends into the kitchen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And And you can just see right through. And so as I was washing dishes, I told Tiffany one day, it just dawned on me. I was like, babe, I can't see the guide on the TV. Now, how many of you have TVs larger than (laughs) 20, 30 inches? And so as she was touching the guide, I'm washing the dishes. I'm thinking, I I can't see. (laughs) I'm having a hard time reading the guide from this distance. And so I knew something was wrong. So I told Tiffany, we need to get a bigger TV. (laughs) Y'all think I'm joking. That's a true statement. I said, babe, we need to get a bigger TV because I can't see from here. (laughs) So eventually we got a bigger TV (laughs) on sale. Amen. I love sales. On sale, got a bigger TV. Oh, man. But many of us, many of us don't like to admit that our vision is a little bit off. Because we have a problem seeing from a distance the needs of others. I want to help you with that. We have a problem looking beyond. When I say we have a problem seeing from a distance and how Jesus was able to see and God knows us by seeing our heart. We have a problem seeing beyond the surface of people. Man, and that's what hurts marriages, and that's what hurts friendships, and that's what, that's what messes up ministries, because we don't see beyond the surface, and we're blind as a bat. Tell someone, don't be blind as a bat. So if we're going to have 2020 vision, if we're going to have 2020 vision, and if we're going to have insight that improves our eyesight, follow me? If we're going to have 2020 vision where we have insight that improves our eyesight, Scripture helps us with that. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite passages, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own Everybody say own, on your own understanding. In 2020, don't depend on your own understanding of what's going on. You're supposed to be afraid, but you trust in God, and so you know that the Bible says to fear not. You're supposed to walk out and not understand every step because every step is ordered by the Lord. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend. That's mean, that means all your faculties with your mind, body, and soul. Trust in the Lord and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he, shall, he will show you which path to take. This text tells us that as we travel through life, church, we should have a sensitivity to God in everything we do. And that's the goal. To have a sensitivity to God. That we have insight that overrules our eyesight. So it helps our attitudes when things don't go our way. Mm. Friday evening, Tiffany and I went out to dinner. We had a mini date. I say a, a mini date because it didn't last long. Not Anyway, it was a mini date because we had to get back and get some other things done. So we're in a mini date, a short date, <laughs> short date. <laughs> so we're on a mini date. Let me get out of this. We're on a mini date because we had to get some stuff done and, uh, at a restaurant. And um, we were getting some outstanding service, you know, and, and I like to reward outstanding service. One of the things I told Tiffany is I was enjoying my meal. Y'all know I like to eat. And I was enjoying my meal. And in conversation, I'm, I'm talking to her with food and stuff on my hands, and I'm eating. And I noticed the manager, not the waiter, the manager out in the restaurant. And he's talking to people. And, he, and he's talking to people in such a way that he's really engaging. You know how you can tell when a conversation is real? Not when you shake somebody's hand and you're already looking where you're about to go. But it was a real conversation. So we're talking, he was talking to people, and I told Tiffany, I said, there's something different about him here. He was really engaging with the customers. Um, He gave eye contact with the customers. Whoever he was talking to, he was constantly engaged. When he eventually came over to us, the the thing that really got me, he he noticed I had an appetizer at first. And then he noticed later on when he came through that my meal had changed from the appetizer to my main course. And he asked me, he said, is there a difference? Do do you still enjoy your meal from the appetizer to the main course? He was really engaged. And I thought, man, he had a sensitivity about him that was engaging, engaging. When people are the mission of the church, the mission becomes Strategic because we are engaged. Did y'all get it? Yeah, yeah. Because, because we genuinely seek to know them, and people have a sensitivity. They have an attraction to Jesus. It's not that Marshall's such a good, uh, a, a, a good person. It's not that Marshall has this charismatic smile or whatever, but I do. <laughs> um, just playing. Um, but people are attracted to Jesus. And I, I know this. People are attracted to Jesus. And, and, and when, you're ha- when you have a sensitivity to others, people notice. As I noticed the manager, I was like, you know, he could have stayed in the back or he could have said, hey, you enjoy your meal? I've been at certain restaurants where they, you enjoy your meal? And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> he's on to the next person. Not this guy. So I'll be back. I told Tiffany, we'll be back. We'll be back. With gift cards and everything, but we'll be back. 2020 vision must be engaging with others because they are the mission. We come to church and everything, but, but the mission starts tomorrow again. Secondly, 2020 Vision also recognizes, secondly, that people must be focused 
inside the church. Not just outside the church, but inside the church. People must be the focus. When Jesus saw the crowds, church, hear me out, hear me out. When Jesus saw the crowd, he shared, he shared what he saw with those he was close to. He shared what he saw with his disciples. He said, look at them, they're like, they're like sheep. You know, I, I would think that if I would walk with Jesus in that day, that I would be so close that he would be able to say, hey, Marshall, hey, George, Anthony, did you see? Did, did you see? So he shared with the disciples. Why? Why? Pastor, that's the question. Why, why did he share with his disciples? And why didn't he just heal and touch and fix? But he shared, Marco. He shared with the disciples. He shared because you are the answer to a problem. You are the answer to somebody's problem. Man, man. Dr. Darius Daniel said, Whatever is dormant is only absent until it sees an opportunity. Man, man, man. Opportunities are all around us in the church. All around us. Last week as I was leaving, something amazing happened. We were, we were leaving, I think it was last week, might have been the week before. As we were leaving, we were walking out, shaking hands, hugging, loving on you guys. I heard some, some drums. Back beyond these curtains, there's this little... Uh, funny looking acoustic, not, not even acoustic, but uh, these little rubberized drums, they're like some modern drums. They're only about yay high. It's a drum set. Um, you plug it on, it's like some kind of electric. But anyway, there's some drums. And as I was leaving, I heard some and so I kind of did an easel, backed up. And I'm like, really? It was one of our students. One of our students was getting down on the drums. And I'm like, get out. I didn't even know you, you, I, what? And so I asked him, I was like, dude, you play drums? Don't shake your head or I'm going to call you out. You play drums? He said, I do a little bit, Pastor. I do a little bit. And I was like, no, you're doing more than a little bit. So I, I got plans. I got visions as we, as we get a band. You know, I got, van, I got plans and visions for you. Um, but I thought, man, opportunities are all around me. Some, some can sing, and I'm not even aware. Some can serve, and I'm not even aware. But I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, foc- I'm trying to focus in. God, give me insight so I can see. Let me encourage you with this. What is dormant in you, church, what is dormant in you in 2020 is waiting to be discovered. Is waiting to be discovered. <clears throat> Some of you are very social. And so as we host our next regroup, our, our regroups, our small groups, I'm looking. I'm just going to go on record and tell you. I pushed it back because I wanted to pr- uh, push out a call. I'm looking for the next regroup for, for some people to step up. I'm doing, I'm doing it different this year. Um, I, I got insight from some people I trust close to me. They said, Pastor, what we need to do instead of just picking people and asking people, we need to, we need to have um, people that are social that can be small group leaders for the year. Then we switch them up. You know, and we only do groups. This is a shameless plug. We only do groups spring, fall. We take off during the summer, but we do them in the spring and the fall. We take off during the holidays because I don't want to work. I, 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 I was in a ministry at one point where I was doing so much, and I saw so many people. We had like 500 people, and everybody was doing all this different stuff, and there's only like 25 people doing everything. 
So I want to handle you the right way. But some of you are social. And regroups, you don't have to teach. You just have to host it in your house. Or you just host it like I did my first one in the IHOP. I asked the manager, I said, hey, you mind if I have a group that meets here? I had another gentleman said, Pastor, I'll do group. I'll meet in Panera. And we just sit there. We watch the videos on our own for the week. And then we discuss, hey, how did I speak to you? That's what hosting regroups are. But, you know, the power of that is we get to know each other. Our focus, the vision, is to get to see into you. Insight is into me, see. Oh, man. So share your gift. Share your gift. We're not judging your home. I don't care. I don't care about what you, I don't care about that. Share your gift so that others will see Christ in their gift. I'm going to give you text for that. Because love will show itself as we give the church, as we give to the church family of God who first gives to us. Scripture for that, 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. To serve who? One another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God, have, God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. So when you reveal your gift, when your gift is discovered, others will say, man, I can do that. I could come along inside and, and, and do that. The goal here at Reignite is to keep ministry simple. We only have a few things because I want to build teams behind those few things. So I handle you without being used. That you do children's church, that you serve in the nursery once a month. But if everybody's not engaged in something, now we got people in the ministry that's getting, that's getting abused. Not everybody's saying amen, because you know I'm looking. I'm asking God for insight. I need help with the children. The, a, a church is only going to be as effective as your children's ministry, as your, as your uh, worship, and the teaching. You need all three. I love you. But you need to share your gift in 2020. Everybody's important. No, no, nothing is insignificant. There's a story about a man who's like me, who was putting together a lawnmower from scratch. And as he put the lawnmower from scratch, he found that at the end of his putting, uh, developing the lawnmower, he got everything done. It looked, it looked good, and he was good to go. But he saw he had one piece left. It was a small piece. It wasn't, it wasn't that big to him just a small piece. So he's like, uh, I don't need that. It looks good. He starts the lawnmower up. Lawnmower goes. He like, it runs good. Gets on the lawnmower. He starts riding. He's, it's riding good. It's working. But then the lawnmower wouldn't stop. And he couldn't stop the lawnmower. And he thought to himself, maybe I need that other piece. You are a piece to the puzzle when it comes to ministry. And things can go and everything look fine and everything runs fine for a while, but eventually someone is worn out because we thought it was insignificant. I don't have much to offer. You have a lot to offer in the kingdom. And trust me, you have a pastor who's looking, I'm looking to make sure I handle you the right way, that you're not overworked, that you still, although you serve once a month, that you still come and you can get something from God. 
even the smallest part, the smallest role is important to God. I know that. So Matthew discloses that Jesus shared what he saw with his disciples because what they can do together is greater than what he can do alone. That's powerful to me. That he includes us. Although he could do it himself, he says, I want you to follow me. Matthew was messed up. But he said, follow me. And then as he traveled around, he, he left the church. And he's traveling around. And he's looking at the people in the towns. And he says, guys, see? See? Do you have the vision? Can you see with insight the crowds in church and out of church? What's the need? You have to see it. Can I ask you something before you leave? I, I gave the guys something to put on the screen for me. There's a, there's a chart I want you to see. Would you cover one eye? Your eye of choice. Can you, can you see? E-F-P-T-O-Z. Some of you probably can go down, but you can't go down that far. Do you see? How far can you see from a distance? Change eyes. There's another sign I want you to see. <laughs> She's struggling. There's another, eye, uh, another chart I want you to see. Cover your other eye. The one that you didn't choose the first time. <laughs> it's not that hard. To see like my Savior, learning to see myself and others the way God sees us. Uh, seeing from a distance. We can read the other one, the second one, a little bit better because it makes sense. 2020 vision makes sense when you see the way Jesus sees. Mm. Mm. It's always about seeing through the eyes of Jesus first. When we see through the eyes of Jesus, what looks normal starts to look amazing. I said, what looks normal? seeing transformation happening on your row transformation happening at the coffee at the coffee table transformation happening at the connections table because they're connecting with God transformation happened with the kiddos because they're connecting and you remember when you greeted so and so you, you were like oh my gosh they weren't all that talkative but now they're all talkative when you start seeing transformation what looked normal in the beginning starts to look amazing because it starts to make sense when you see with 2020 vision, when you see with insight rather than eyesight. Oh gosh, Lord help us. Because how we see is important, just as important as who we see. Let's pray. Would you stand with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father in heaven, Lord, I know we came with our own problem. We came with our own concerns. We came with our hope for the coming year. But Lord, I pray that you give someone here today the insight so they can have better eyesight 
to get things accomplished that they need to get accomplished. Because how we see, Lord, is just as important as who we see. So, Lord, help us to see you and help us to see the mission, but also help us to see the need as we follow the Savior. Lord, may we all have the mindset that into me see when it comes to you, Lord, as you vision, as you as you cast your vision down and sees our heart. Into us see, Lord. Father, but if there's someone who's struggling the first of the year, I pray that you meet their need, but I'm going to ask them to be bold enough with every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to ask them to be bold. Can they partner with their pastor and just lift their hand and pray to say, Lord, I need a touch from you, whatever that touch looks like. Amen. Thanks for, thank you for your boldness. I'm not going to embarrass you. Thank you for your boldness. Amen. 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 Leave your hand up as I pray for you. Leave your hand up as I pray for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My hand went up first. You just didn't know it because it was during the week. Lord, you see the hands. You see the hearts. Lord, I ask you to give them what they need, Lord, that they know that it's you that does it. Lord, there may be some healing. There may be some restoration. There may be some, some anxiety that needs to be removed. There may be some fear, Lord, some doubt. Father, we ask that you block out the, help them to block out the criticism. Whatever it is, Lord, they're raising their hand as a submission and surrender to you. So, Father, we ask that you help, Lord, that you provide it today that you provided today. I'm praying in agreement with the hands that go up. Lord, we're calling it done this year. We're calling it done. Help them, help them to conquer whatever that is that they're concerned about because they see your help. Help them to see it, Lord. I believe that you said that we ask. We have not because we ask not. So, Father, we're asking. Everyone who has their hand up, say together. Church-wise, say together. Help me see it. Say it one more time. Help me see it. One more time for completion. Help me see it. In Jesus' name we pray.